The Veritas Radio Network is guaranteed the right to offend, annoy, agitate, shout, heresy, and entertain. You should start programming right now. Kind of like the cultural sewage served up on Bravo or CMT, only it's on 24 hours a day, except Sundays. When the truth gets you angry and you throw your smartphone, remember, no one is forcing you to listen to the truth on the Veritas Radio Network. You can't handle the truth. You're doing that of your own free will. That's what makes this country great and any gay marriage pointless. That's offensive. So there isn't much you can do about it, Chowderhead. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a book, take a vow, and conform your mind to reality. Otherwise, you're just another Judas-inspired Karl Marx wannabe, and your children will steal your credit card number to buy tickets to the Miley Cyrus Twerkers Ball. I came in like a Are you ready? Let's get it on. On the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade. Right, you hear the familiar music, but you're hearing an unfamiliar voice, perhaps. Welcome to the Mike Church Show. I'm Mark Kreslins, filling in for him while he takes a couple days off as a break. But as Mike does every morning here on the Mike Church Show, we ask that profound question that is on the minds of every listener to the Veritas Radio Network, which is what in the wide, wide, wild world is going on? Well, we're going to cover that today. Got a whole lineup of topics to get into. But first, the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Welcome to the Mike Church Show. I'm Mark Kreslins, the morning host, filling in for Mike while he takes a couple of days off, catches his breath so that he can lead us into the uh, the final quarter and what has been termed as 
the most important election of our lifetime. That's right. You're joining us here on the Mike Church Show. I'm Mark Kreslitz filling in here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. We are live Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 11-ish. It's one of the great joys I get of filling in for Mike today is that I get to determine when I'm off the air like he does. Well, I'm serving as the morning host when the dreaded 8 o'clock comes up on my clock. I must get off. But now that I'm in the, uh, the captain's chair here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, I get to determine when I close out my day. So I am going to be tyrannical today. And when we get to the 11 o'clock hour, I will make the call when we will end the show. I will exercise authority I'm not allowed to in the morning show. Yes, I am Mark Kreslins. I am the morning show host. And, uh, and as the morning show host, I start my radio show every day at 6 o'clock, finish at 8. Live, by the way, which means you can call us anytime you'd like, and you can line up right now if you'd like at 844-5-CRUSADE, 844-527-8723. We'll be live for the next three hours, taking your calls on what will inevitably uh, inevitably be a uh, controversial show, because that's the kind of show I like to run. Let me introduce myself to Mike's audience. I know some of you hold over from, the, um, from my show. Uh, my name is Mark Kreslins. I have a website. You can go to it, markkreslins.com. By the way, I made a promise to my audience last week that I would uh, elevate one of my more recent articles to the top of the page. Unfortunately, yours truly lost his password uh, to the website, so I was unable to do that. However, if you go to markkreslins.com and you go to the front page, you will see an article I wrote that I'm going to talk a little bit about today called Thinking Like Pilgrims and Settlers and Founders, How We Must Change Our Thinking About the Problems We Face in Hashtag The American Union. You can also email me anytime you'd like through that website by typing in mark at markkreslins.com. Please consider going over to my Facebook page, Facebook slash The Mark Kreslin Show. While you're there, please like the page. It's another way for us to stay in touch, and you can follow me over at Twitter, at Twitter, um, I'm sorry, at Mark Kreslin's. You know, I'm just getting used to this Twitter stuff, so hang on a second. Let me actually bring up Twitter. I'm getting better, and I hope those in the Twitter atmosphere out there recognize that I am trying uh, I am 57 years old, and that doesn't make me old, but I'm just not that familiar. I find it very difficult to constrain myself to 140 characters. I can't seem to do that very well. But anyways, good morning to everybody over there on Twitter. I may try to post a few things uh, throughout the morning. But anyways, that's how you can get in touch with me, folks. Facebook slash The Mark Kreslin Show. Like the page. You'll see an article I posted over there this morning uh, that we're going to get into here a little bit later in the show. Uh, but we've got a whole lineup of things I want to talk to you about. But first, I want to let you know a little bit about myself. I'm a bit controversial. I'm probably going to say some things on the air here uh, that might tempt you to click the off button. And I recognize that, but I implore you, please do not. Uh, hang in there, because we are at a time where we have to, we have to discuss truth, friends. It does us no good to live in a fantasy world that can never be achieved. Dwayne talked about that a little bit 
uh, in the well, he was covering for me. By the way, hats off to Dwayne Stovall who covered for me this morning, so I could do Mike Show. Great job. Uh, as I'm already getting Facebook messages from people, uh, apparently they all like Dwayne so much more, they're getting ready to throw me off the uh, morning show. So that may be the same case here. You may listen to me for three hours and say, Church, what were you thinking bringing that guy on the show? So uh, we'll see. But anyways, I'm a, uh, I'm a little bit uh, of a controversial figure. Uh, I don't mind dealing with controversy. I think we are in controversial times. Uh, so what really isn't controversial sounds controversial, but it really isn't. And I'll make my case here uh, as we go throughout the morning. I'm an evangelical, born-again Christian, born again on November 2nd, 1977, while stationed in Okinawa, Japan. It proves the point that my good friend, Mike Church, who is a devout Catholic, and I, an evangelical Christian, can work well together. Even though we may disagree on some theological concepts, at the end of the day, we are good friends. I have known Mike for quite a few years, and uh, we have developed a close friendship. And so, as an evangelical Christian, I will bring uh, that perspective to some of the topics that I talk about. Though I will not have, an, unless Christopher can very quickly come up with an evangelical air raid uh, siren, uh, I will not be able to press that button like Mike does when he gets into Catholic truth. So uh, I've been in politics for a very long time. I've been uh, engaged and actively following politics from the 1980s, where I worked as a senior legislative assistant for two Republican members of Congress back then, back in the old days. That's right. I was part of the problem. I'm intimately familiar with how the legislative process works. I'm intimately familiar with the corruption in uh, the bipartisan, corrupt, morally bankrupt, de facto versus de jure, illegitimate and evil federal government, I mean national government masquerading as a federal government located in Washington, D.C. I'm intimately familiar with it because I was there. I served two conservative Republican members of Congress, and I can assure you folks, the answers to the problems we face do not lie there. They lie in some place other than there, and we will talk about that this morning. So I see my job on my radio program in the morning. Uh, my job is to help people unplug from the matrix. Here's a clip that I use from the matrix quite a bit to define what I try to do Monday through Friday 6 a.m. Central Time to 8 a.m. Central Time. Whoops. You know, it always helps for me to have the right uh, things plugged in. Uh, and I seem to do this fairly routinely on my show, too. I forget to plug a particular plug into my computer. Here we go. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Are you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? I was 
Were you looking at the woman in the red dress? Take your eyes off her. If you've seen the movie The Matrix, you know that scene. Morpheus is walking with Neo down the street, filled with people, lawyers, bankers, carpenters, teachers, businessmen. And he says this to him, Neo, the Matrix is a system. That system is our enemy, but when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still part of that system, and that makes our makes them our enemy. You have to understand, Neo, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inured, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. Folks, that is where we find ourselves today. I used to be plugged into the Matrix. I used to have that cable squarely plugged in the back of my head, especially having worked uh, as a senior legislative assistant in the U.S. House of Representatives, in the Congress. I not only had one plug, I probably had two or three plugs in the back of my head. I was part of the Matrix. I was helping to build the Matrix. But then I did what was probably, in hindsight, a very big mistake. I took the red pill. Then I began to see that I was in the Matrix. I began to see that that which I had previously thought to be the only way to do things was just a trapping. I bought into the status quo that this is a right-left, Democrat versus Republican, conservative versus progressive battle. And that the battle was who could get control of power in Washington, D.C., and then stick it to the other side for four years. That is how I saw the battle. And unfortunately, today, there are still millions upon millions of people who are plugged into that same matrix that I was. They have yet to take the red pill. They have yet to see the real problem. The real problem being the bipartisan corrupt, and I emphasize the word Bipartisan, the bipartisan, corrupt, morally bankrupt. Folks, if you're pro-life, how can this government be anything other than morally bankrupt? The bipartisan, corrupt, morally bankrupt, de facto versus de jure, de facto meaning what it really is versus what it's supposed to be, de jure meaning it's supposed to be tied to the Constitution. Guess what, friends? It ain't. I can assure you that... Just about every member of Congress that you may be familiar with has no clue um, about the limitations the supposed Constitution places upon them. I can assure you, I can tell you this factually. In the offices I worked at in, back in the 80s, when we were asked to sponsor or co-sponsor or even author legislation, not one time... Did any of us sit in our office and open up our pocket constitutions and say, oh, do we have any authority whatsoever to even be uh, voting or sponsoring this legislation? Folks, that's not how it works in the Congress. You know how important the the, uh, woman in the red dress is? She's very distracting. I will tell you that. She's so important that they made a song about her. Oh gosh, what are you going to do now, Chris? I have been blind, lady. Listen. All right. 
All right, all right, all right. So leave the humor to the professionals, Christopher. You have been warned now for about 30 shows. Leave the humor to us, those of us who sit behind these microphones. And hey, uh, I'm grinning like a child over here. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. <laughs> but in all seriousness, folks, those folks, those representatives uh, in the House of Representatives and the Senate, they don't have any clue about the Constitution. The Constitution is not going to be the solution going forward. Now, that's provocative thing number one that I'm going to say this morning. We think it is, but it's not. They're still in the matrix. People are still plugged in. And so is your average member of Congress. But he's also participating in a de facto government versus a de jure government. This government is not anchored in the Constitution, notwithstanding the fact people believe that it is. It is not. I will make the case here later on in the program. It is a de facto government. In other words, it does whatever it wants to do. So we have a bipartisan corrupt. Both parties do it. Both parties participate in corruption. How could you not participate in, how could this government not be corrupt with $4 trillion flowing through it every uh, year? Every year. Stop and just grasp that for a moment. $4 trillion flows through Washington, D.C., on an annual basis. Now, $3 trillion is confiscated, stolen from the average uh, worker out there, the average productive person. And then they borrow somewhere around a trillion to fund the rest of it. So how could it not be a bipartisan corrupt? Both parties are playing this game. They're both tapping into that $4 trillion and redistributing it out to their special interests that they support. So it's a bipartisan, corrupt, it's a morally bankrupt government. It doesn't fulfill its oaths of office that it takes every two and four years. It doesn't, when it raises its left, when the people who represent you raise their left hands, and put their right hands in the Bible and proclaim fidelity both to God and their fellow man, and they will uphold and defend the Constitution. As soon as that hand goes down, they begin the process of figuring out how to ignore it. It's de facto. It does what it wants. The proof is 100% clear on this. Thus, my contention is it is an illegitimate government, but it's not. it's worse than that. It's not just an illegitimate government. It is an evil government. It does evil things. Now, when we can come to terms with that, we are on our way out of the matrix, and we're able to not get distracted by the woman in the red dress, i.e., this is the most important election of our lifetime. We don't get distracted by a belief that if we just get the right group of people into Congress, Kreslins, you just watch. We're going to fix this thing. We don't get distracted by the woman in the red dress who gets us pointed in a direction that will lead to no solutions. No, we back up and we begin to think about real solutions versus sophomoric solutions. So, I view my job Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central Time on the Mark Kreslin Show, live, by the way, as, number one, to educate. 
this is especially important important to my uh, for my friends in the evangelical community. I will tell you this from the evangelical community's perspective. We get a lot of history. We get a lot of our theology about government and our understanding of the Constitution just flat out wrong. We're not actually being contributors to the solution out there. We're being uh, we're making the solutions very difficult to get to. So I have a obligation, in my view, to educate, but also talk about the realities of history as it relates to the Constitution, as it relates to the founding era. And because I think we get a lot of that wrong, too, and that comes from our great vaunted public education system uh, that continues to indoctrinate millions of children every year that we're a nation, stuff like that. So I have an obligation, I feel an obligation to educate about our true history, not, not the fanciful uh, history that children are taught today. I view my duty as to motivate, to encourage people to think differently about the problem, to envision a different way forward. And I'm also here to entertain a little bit, to make your morning drive a little easier. Those are the four things I focus on Monday through Friday on the Mark Reslin Show. Mike does the same thing. Very similar. He takes different approaches to it than I do. But we essentially uh, operate in the same fashion. We're here to educate, motivate, envision, and entertain. Why? Why, why that versus what you find in mainstream conservative talk radio today? 